1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One of the big questions is what
2: is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very
3: different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer, but it is the
2: highly speculative
3: asset. I do own Bitcoin.
2: There is no second best welcome to the crypto curious podcast designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of cryptocurrency we're here for anyone who's interested in crypto at all maybe you've already dipped your toe in the water or maybe you don't know anything about it and this is the very beginning but we recommend heading back to the early episodes to get your footing however if you think you're ready to dive in head first then let's do it my name's tracy and i'm joined today by my mates from the bamboo app blake and craig how you going today guys
4: going pretty well tracy how are you
2: yeah good Craig, how are you going?
5: Going good. Good to see some relief in the markets, finally. Yes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's a bit of green going on. And can't you believe that we are in July and it's already halfway through the year. So uh, for anyone here in Australia, that means it's tax time. And last week we dropped our tax episode with the help of Danny from the tax app tool Coinly. So thanks, Danny. We hope that you took away some valuable information from that episode and you're ready to prepare your tax with your crypto portfolios in mind. But as Craig mentioned, there's been a bit of a relief rally and anyone who purchased Ethereum uh, maybe even a week ago would probably not realise that we're in a bear market right now because at the time of recording today, Ethereum's uh, about 48% up in the last seven days and even Bitcoin has pumped around 22% in the last seven days. So let's chat about that to start off with, guys. Is this a bull trap? What's up here, Craig?
5: Um, well, Ethereum did get some positive sentiment around the merge that's upcoming later this year, and I believe they've now confirmed a date, which will be middle of September. September 19th is what they've said, which would be if all goes well, um, the final test will will take place, and I'll probably leave it to Blake to explain what that actually means, because even I don't really know what that means, to be honest, Chase.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll do that because look, we need to understand a bit more, Blake, because we keep hearing about this merge and it's one of the biggest events that, you know, Ethereum's ever going to have. So can you give us a quick rundown on what exactly is the merge, you know, a bridged version and why does this matter so much?
4: Yeah, for sure. So this is a long time coming. It's a big network upgrade um, to move from Ethereum 1.0 to Ethereum 2.0 and um, there's been many stages of testing. And I think they've just successfully achieved their second last test um, before they go through with the actual merge um, or the network upgrade. So pretty exciting stuff. And many things are going to happen um, as part of this. But the key thing is that it's moving from proof of work to proof of stake. Now, that probably sounds like a bit of mumbo jumbo. Uh, We have gone through it here previously, but just in summary... Um basically it's going to change how they validate transactions on the network, moving from a model where they use miners to a model where they use validators. And basically anyone can be a validator um, as long as you own Ethereum. And then those validators will get paid to um, lend their computing power to processing to securing the network and processing transactions. Uh, So pretty exciting stuff. Um, It means that transactions are going to be faster it's going to be far more sustainable and have a better economic model and one step closer to scalability so pretty exciting stuff there
5: what's this i hear about it being deflationary i don't i've heard about it on in the twitter spaces that ethereum will be deflationary and this is you know comparable to bitcoin halving can you talk about that a bit can you explain that
4: yeah, for sure. So um, today, all the miners, they received most of the rewards or the transaction fees that people pay day to day for their transactions. Whereas in proof of stake um, in the Ethereum 2.0, a portion of these transaction fees will get burnt. And that means a certain number of Ethereum will be permanently destroyed. And they estimate that as a result of this, there will be more Ethereum burnt on a daily basis than is created. So that's pretty exciting because it means that there'll be less and less Ethereum while demand increases. Um, so if we just circle back to supply and demand dynamics, that suggests that you're there could potentially be positive price appreciation.
5: So I'm guessing you're buying Ethereum then?
2: Well, we're always buying Ethereum. (laughs) Okay. That's a really good summary. That was an awesome summary. So there you have it. So really it just sounds like a bunch more reasons to continue my love affair with Ethereum. But (laughs) thanks for that, Blake. Look, crypto's up and something else was up last week, the US inflation numbers. But this is not such a good thing. The figures were released on the 15th of July and they showed that inflation hit 9.1% in June, which is officially the highest in 40 years. Blake can attest to this as he's been living in the US and for the past six months he's constantly complaining about his $15 soy lattes. We're not actually joking there, and the, and why is this important to the crypto markets, Craig? It's not maybe it's not fifteen dollars. Um, what is it? Probably, Seriously, what does it been? It's probably it's probably like uh,
4: seven US plus tip, so like it's about ten, eleven dollars.
2: That is still madness for a coffee. What actually makes this news important for the crypto markets, Craig?
5: Well, it's important for all markets, really, because inflation data drives interest rate policy, which in turn drives market prices up or down. And as we know, crypto is still in its infancy and is still relatively correlated with the S&P and other equities. So, you know, when there's big sell-offs in equity markets, generally Bitcoin and um, the other altcoins follow, but what are your thoughts, Blake? Are you sort of happy to be st- attempting to skip this um, inflation hike and coming back down to Perth, or how are you feeling about it?
4: Definitely looking forward to coming back to Australia. Inflation you know, is, is not as bad in Australia as it is um, over here. Um, it's actually affecting people day-to-day, and those, those people that are on fixed incomes Like your teachers or, or public service workers, you know, they're just simply not keeping up with inflation. And the real inflation rates, I suspect, are are much higher than the 9.1%. You know, it it feels like it's, it is much higher than that. So yeah, now definitely interesting. But, you know, traditionally, I think crypto has been talked about as an inflation hedge. However, like you mentioned, Craig, it's very, very correlated with the Nasdaq, which is tech equities essentially, and other public markets, and because of that, um, yeah, it's not it's not providing very much relief at this point in time.
5: And where do you guys think it's going to go from here, Tracy? I know you love all the macro stuff. Like, do you just think eventually in a few months will this start to ease, or do you think you know do you think it spikes to something like a fifteen percent? Like where do you see the line being drawn?
2: Oh, look, that's that's a big long discussion right there, and I th- I personally think that inflation will not slow down over there. But I think that the Fed will perhaps take it as a win that this is probably the peak, and it'll look like that it's slowing down. It's all about optics over there at the moment. I don't I don't see the um, inflation slowing down. That's that's my take on it.
5: Yeah, there is actually a good episode on The Dive, another Equity Mates podcast about inflation. And it's I think it's called um, $12 Iceberg Lettuce Inflation Around the World. So it's a really good episode to um, upskill your inflation learning.
2: There you go. Check it out if you want to learn a bit more about inflation. I think we move on to our next story, and it wouldn't be a podcast episode without talking about exchanges. Binance has now flipped Coinbase to become the exchange with the most Bitcoin held globally. Coinbase was in the lead up until recently, but Binance has been increasing its public trust through public relation efforts. So perhaps that new brand ambassador guy, what was it, Ronaldo? Craig, was this guy a good pickup in the end?
5: Yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) just a young Portuguese soccer player, Ronaldo. Yeah, pretty handy pickup. I'm sure he would have come pretty cheap as well. Um, He would have been pretty cheap to get on board, but... um, I think Ronaldo is actually the NFT marketplace ambassador. So you can tell they're trying to mm. – obviously, they've caught up to Coinbase now and they've probably now got their mindset on catching up to OpenSea.
4: It wouldn't be uh, – sorry, it wouldn't be hard to catch up to Coinbase, I think. Uh,
5: yeah, <laughs>
4: they've all, yeah, well, that's
5: yeah. <laughs> They brought on this um, – their Bitcoin proposition. They launched zero-fee trading for 13 Bitcoin spot pairs, you know, to put all the concentration onto Bitcoin, which they did – around the world, and they've just got full regulatory approval in Dubai, France, Italy, and Spain. So they're turning into a global winner, I think.
2: Yeah, and look, sticking with exchange news, Uniswap and Coinbase now have nearly equal daily volumes. So this happens as Ethereum network fees drop to their lowest levels since 2020. So is this is this news surprising, Blake? Mm.
4: No, it's definitely not surprising. You know, it obviously using a decentralised exchange, um, becomes more accessible to people as the scalability of these networks like Ethereum, um, you know, improves. So I think that's a, a macro trend that we're going to see more and more of over time um, as you know these platforms would get better.
5: And it also helps that gas fees are now single digits, whereas I'm sure you would remember in the peak bull market it was costing two to three hundred dollars to make a trade, whereas now it's you know, under a dollar. So that definitely helps Uniswap's case. And Ethereum 2.0 will hopefully make that a reality forever.
4: Yeah, and it's just becoming easier and easier now to also switch on to layer two solutions like Polygon and Optimism, Um, whereas previously, you know, the user experience was a bit clunky. So certainly people are going to be leveraging the ease of use of those um, side chains. And here's a bit of alpha for... The crypto curious listener base, and what,
2: and what Craig means by alpha, everybody is is beta. really beta <laughs> is really top notch A grade amazing news that you're all going to be so excited to hear. Well, Carry on, Craig. Here's just a hot
5: tip that <laughs> cr- crypto people smarter than myself have taught me: is whenever you hear about a new layer two that um, is coming out, it's always important just to make one transaction on there because if they ever release a token, you could be eligible for an airdrop. So I think Optimism had an airdrop the other day. And they gave it to their early adopters. Uniswap themselves had an airdrop in 2020. That I was gave, part of that. It gave everyone about – how much did they give everyone? It was like $1,200 was worth. Yeah,
2: well, more. If you held on to it, it ended up being a couple of grand. Yeah,
5: Yeah. check out the ones that don't have a token yet. I know Arbitrum's one of them, and I, I bet there's a bunch of others. But, um, and this is the middle of the episode, so this is hidden alpha for, for you guys.
2: There you go. And as it is the middle of the episode, I think we will – Take a break right there. And when we come back, we'll talk about the metaverse and some NFT news.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
2: Welcome back to the Crypto Curious podcast. So we've asked the question on the show before, somewhat negatively maybe, but how many metaverses do we actually need? Um, We can rattle off probably... You know, half a dozen now, probably a dozen actually. Well, Dubai is getting behind the metaverse in a big way. This week, they've officially launched the Dubai Metaverse Strategy with plans to become one of the world's top 10 metaverse economies. So, this is a little bit different. The strategy promotes Dubai's ambitions to support more than 40,000 virtual jobs by 2030. So, Craig, I know you're reading a bit more about this story. So, what are your thoughts here?
5: Yeah, well, Dubai has always been a place where crypto people tend to go to, whether it's founders, there's a bit of a crypto community there. And I think this strategy is going to be trying to bring developers, research and development collaborations to, you know, to contribute to the metaverse, whether that's Web3 projects or just overall decentralized projects. And, you know, it's designed to utilize incubators and attract, you know, companies like bamboo hopefully um to get over to dubai and um you know park up and build your company there and as we all know dubai has a pretty good capital gains um tax system i think um, dubai and portugal they're the two that are really like doubling down on the future of crypto um
4: so i guess they're going large to get some more workers over there Um, Yeah, that's really interesting because I've just seen that Shanghai or China said that they're going to invest $52 billion um, to build metaverse products over the next three years, which is huge. So it sounds like there's a bit of a race happening here. You know, in the US, for example, it seems to be private initiatives building the metaverses, whereas in other countries um, that potentially are more centralised, like China and Dubai, um, it seems to be state funded. So there's certainly going to be a race, um, and it's going to be interesting to see which ones come out on top.
5: We've even heard when we spoke to Senator Bragg, he was saying that he wanted he wanted Sydney to be one of those cities that you know brought on new Web three projects. So it definitely is a race. I think people are just projecting the 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 job numbers and saying you know let's get a, let's get ahead of it now, and hopefully we can get fifty thousand new jobs in now. Our- city.
2: But you're saying, you're saying Blake Shanghai is talking products. So are we talking like VR type things there?
4: Um, I'm not exactly sure. I guess they're going to go quite broad if they're spending that much money, um, from hardware to metaverse to web three infrastructure to tooling to jobs. Um, yeah, I guess not, not too sure.
2: So on now to my favorite part of the podcast, which is our short snippets of all the news goodies. Uh, And I'm going to go first This week because it's my turn. So this month, South Park just released their newest movie, which is called The Streaming Wars Part Two. Now, these guys have always had nice digs at crypto in true South Park style over the last few years. Uh, And this one is no different. And they've had a really good dig at the crypto brands and also the celebrities who've promoted them uh, in crypto commercials. So it's pretty funny. Find it online, have a watch. But Poor old Matt Damon and Reese Witherspoon and Naomi Azaka have got pretty, pretty well roasted in this. It's pretty funny if you like South Park, so check it out.
0: We are living in a severe drought. There simply isn't a choice anymore. We have to find alternate sources for water. Hi, I'm Matt Damon. You've heard me talk about the wonders of cryptocurrency, and now there's a company who can give us that new source. Peepee water. Pea can be used for almost anything. We can water our lawns with it. We can also use urine for our shower water.
4: Cool. Um, probably the next item that we wanted to cover off on was a project called Stepin. And Stepin is an app that you can download and get paid to walk. Now, it's an interesting model. I haven't deep-dived into how they fund this through their you know, inflation model. They're um, Aussie, but, by the way. Uh, yeah, they're Aussie, um, and it's massive in the US. It's, huge, uh, it's, it's, it's got a lot of press. Mm. And they just announced that they made $122 million in network fees last quarter. Um, which yes. is huge for an app like this. And it just really goes to show that, you know, these new economic models and products are being developed from the use of, you know, blockchain technology. And, um, you know, they, they're going to use that cash to expand the platform. Um, it's only 12 months old. And I don't know how, do you guys know how many users they have? I think it's like tens or hundreds of millions of people, right?
5: No, I knew that they had the beta and you had to get an invite only mm. to get on there. And I know Happy Spender, who's Jordan bamboo yep. partner, she was on there. I was trying to get an invite for a while, um, but I know that you had to buy the shoes to, in order to earn.
2: At the very beginning. I think it's a bit easier now, but yeah, it had such a great model and had a lot of, a lot of PR, a lot of excitement. Um, but it was the only one at the time that we, it was you know really promoting you to get out there and move and do something. It was very unlike crypto, but good on them. It's a great model.
4: Yeah, it says here they've got 3 million users, but that probably needs a bit of fact-checking. But yeah, it's certainly an interesting project and worth uh, checking out.
5: Yeah, nice. Another one I wanted to talk about was Reddit. They're getting involved with the NFT marketplace. I think a few months ago we spoke about Instagram were getting involved. So they're now launching a new marketplace that'll let you buy NFT profile pics, where you can use instead of your Reddit avatar, and you can actually buy them with a debit card. So you know they're aiming to onboard you know, they got 400 million monthly active users. So I'm sure they're going to try and pick some of that up and make some cash with NFTs.
4: I actually went through this process the other day because I have an avatar on, um, on Reddit and I wanted to up upgrade him um, to make it, uh, you know, more reflect my personality. And yeah, it was, you know, there's a heap of ones that you can get for free, um, which are quite basic, but then there's also others that you can, pay for to have more flair and i think it's such a great market for this because everyone on reddit's pseudo anonymous right so people really want to reflect or project a part of their personality into the forums that they're participating in the communities that they're participating in so it's such a it's actually a re- i think it's going to be really successful How much did you spend, Blake? I didn't. I I went with the free one.
2: (laughs) And for those who are in the NFT space in a big way, they'll be used to interacting with the pre mint site. And this was actually infiltrated by hackers earlier this week, which is pretty sad. So the popular NFT registration platform was compromised, and the attackers stole 320 different NFTs and more than uh, 400,000 in F. So it's not a huge amount by way of hacks and, and things getting stolen, but still um, not great for a site that's used by, you know, millions of people in the NFT space. So that wasn't such a good one.
5: Yeah, it's a bit of a bummer. And last thing to cover off is um, the Yuga Labs, which is the creators of Bored Ape Yacht Club, have now released their first demo for their Other Side Metaverse. And this is this is a pretty big deal. So they had, I think it was four and a half thousand um, other side landowners into this metaverse at the same time, and they were, you know, all talking to each other. They were fighting this big eight boss. And this is it's been sort of mixed mixed reactions. I think some people said it was like a poor version of Fortnite, where other people said it was the future of Web three gaming. But how's that from Yuga Labs twelve months ago? They minted Bored Apes and now they've made like a once in an industry metaverse that's first to market. Um, So one of the craziest startup stories, I think, in history. But it'd be interesting to see. I think the land, the land plots itself, the volume has been going up. People are, you know, now they've proven that the product somewhat works. People have got more trust in the platform and they're starting to buy up some more Yuga Labs assets. So guys, bit of a, Keep an eye on that one.
2: Of all the NFT podcasts that I listen to and try and keep my finger on the pulse, and when everyone tells you what, you know, um, what NFTs are still trying to remain as blue chips and what's probably a good buy right now, they all do mention the other side plots of land. Um, as being mm. the, that that kind of still remains in the top ten at the moment, they're still pretty high prices for me individually. Maybe go halves. Two
5: point eight, two point eight five. We can go halves, Trace. But yeah. it's
2: still, it's you know, <laughs> not financial advice. But you know, um, yeah, interesting. I'm I'm still watching all that stuff closely. And just to round out today, we want to give you a quick update on the situation with the market right now. And what I mean by that is where are we at with, say, Celsius, BlockFi, Three Arrows Capital, and all of those um, businesses that had bad situations with the liquidations over the last couple of months. So, Blake, do you want to give us a a really quick round out there?
4: Yeah, for sure. And obviously, we've covered it off in previous episodes, but you know, it's continuing to you know, surface all the details of what's happened. Um, Celsius has a $1.2 billion hole in their balance sheet um, that they essentially owe their customers. So they've filed for bankruptcy. Um, Voyager as well. Turns out that They probably won't make it through and they have millions of users. BlockFi is going to be bailed out by, you know, Sam from FTX, which is a big exchange. But, you know, there's many other companies like Genesis, which was more of an institutional lender. Um, they've lost two and a half billion dollars. You know, today or yesterday, we heard that ZipMex, a Southeast Asian exchange, um, potentially had exposure to Babel, which was another platform that lost a heap of money. So they've paused withdrawals. Um, So I think we're going to see more and more, you know, filter out and come come out of the woodwork over the next weeks and months. But, you know, this liquidity issue that we've seen all kind of stemmed from um, 3AC, uh, the hedge fund that was seemingly borrowing money from everybody and as a result have lost, you know, billions and billions of dollars of, of customers' assets and which it ends up filtering through to everyday people who have been using these platforms. So yeah, there's there's more there'll be more to talk about here. Um, but yeah that's just a short update.
5: And just a friendly reminder that Luna <laughs> essentially wiped out three arrows and that feels like so long ago. But you know Luna everyone's forgotten about Luna, but that was really the first domino to fall.
2: I think we'll leave it there on that note. But we'd love to keep hearing from you guys. And if there's something that you want to hear on the podcast, if you've got a question for us, send us an email at podcast at getbamboo.io and we might even answer it in next week's podcast.
5: And guys, the Facebook group is going off at the moment. A lot of good chat. Everyone's sharing their thoughts on the market. Everyone's supporting each other. <laughs> um, and yeah, jump in the Facebook group. It's called Crypto Curious Podcast Community. Um, just yeah, ask us to join and we'll accept. And you can come on board, ask any questions you want. Me, Blake and Tracy will hang out there.
2: There you go. Jump in the Facebook community group. Excellent. So thanks for joining us, guys and we'll see you next week. Bye for now.
5: Bye. Bye.
0: Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to the Elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.
3: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do,